Well, I, let me just say how glad I am to uh, have uh, my dad here with me. Um, they had, uh, coincidentally, homecoming at their church and had the service called off. And I said, hey, if you ain't got nowhere to go, <clears throat> well, I just, I, I just think I might make it, he said. So uh, anyway, I'll pray for him. He'll come and sing one for us. And, uh, you know, it's not a prerequisite that he sings before I preach, but I sure do like it. Amen. So y'all pray for him. Tell us an old song. Uh, it's funny because the Lord laid this on my heart today, and I said, uh, What's the deal? And then Scott called. I said, There it is. God is good, isn't he? Amen. 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 Every day. I stood in the courtroom. The judge turned my way It looks like you're guilty Now what do you say? I spoke up, Your Honor I have no defense But that's when mercy walked Mercy walked in and pleaded my case, called to the stand, God's saving grace. The blood was presented that covered my sin, forgiven when mercy walked in. I stood there and wondered How could this be? Someone so guilty Had just been set free My chains were broken I felt born again Man. The moment that mercy walked Mercy walked in and pleaded my case, called to the stand, God saved in praise, the blood was presented that covered my sin, forgiven when mercy walked in. Mercy walked in and pleaded my case, called to the stand, God saved in grace. The blood was presented that covered my sin, forgiven when mercy walked in, forgiven. When mercy walked in. Amen. 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 What a blessing. Pappy says, they don't want to hear me sing. 
I said, they'd rather hear you sing than hear me preach. Hush. Go get your guitar. Amen. Turn with me if your Bibles to uh, Mark chapter number 9. Mark chapter number 9. Some of you might say as you hear this, this might continue on in, uh, in some fashion like the pastor preached this morning and uh, how, that, how that was a blessing this morning, amen? Challenging, uh, convicting uh, to follow after the Lord, amen? And uh, I hope we take those things serious. Uh, tonight, as we, as we bring a message, uh, I, I can't really say where it was birthed from, uh, but just in my reading and some uh, uh, other things that we was reading, uh, these thoughts began to churn in my head. You might say that's dangerous, but um, you, you ever noticed how that um, you don't hear much about great crusades or people coming to Christ like you used to. I remember as a, as a young child, revival meetings at the church and um, week-long revival meetings and 25, 30 people during the course of the week being saved and baptisms following that on those uh, weeks to come. And, um, you know, you just don't hear of such as that. Uh, anymore, and uh, I, I was reading about when Billy Graham passed away. He, they put up a website in his tribute, his honor, and it had a link to it that went to a lot of his past crusades and a lot of the uh, altar calls that he had made. And um, but this, when I read this, it was actually this was posted or put online in about uh, 20, in early 2019, and they said over 1.2 million people had visited that website and had linked to that other website. About 130,000 people went to that other website and watched and had commented that they had come to Christ because of the things that they had seen and heard on that. It's amazing to hear that. Uh, you say, Brother Scott, that's, I don't know how many of that's real or not. Well, can I tell you that's that's over 10,000 more than I've led to since 2019. Someone say amen. Um, you hear of people going into jailhouses and um, having, I, I was part of it years ago. We went to a prison and had a three, four day meeting. And on the last day, a big evangelistic push. And uh, in that one prison that we were in, uh, they were around 60 men. Um, who came forward for salvation. Well, Scott, that's just jailhouse religion. Maybe so, but what's the jailhouse religion is different than a church house religion. Um, faith in Christ is faith in Christ. Someone say amen, whether you're in the jailhouse or church house. I don't know the hearts of those people that believe no more than I know your hearts. Um, but you don't hear that anymore. You don't hear things like that happening. And um, it burdens me. We've been hearing uh, here in this church uh, sermons about, about becoming a witness and about being the light and being salt and, and uh, going to our neighbors and, and leading people to Christ. And I just rejoiced this morning when, when Doc was telling about that young man that he called and led to the Lord. It's so uncommon these days. Or am I wrong? Am I missing it? Someone please let me know. We just don't hear that much anymore. 
Why is that? I began to think on these things. And uh, a verse of scripture came to mind in Mark chapter 9. It's a passage. It's not just a verse. Um, so there'll be quite a few. So I won't ask you to stand. Uh, but just read along with me, starting in verse number 14 in the book of Mark. <clears throat> and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. And the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, Jesus, were greatly amazed. And running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, Why question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he tears him, and, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spoke to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Please make note of that. Verse 19, he answered him and saying, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he, Jesus, asked the young boy's father, How long is it? ago since this came unto him, and he said, of a child. And oft times it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. Now listen to this. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus answered, un, and excuse me, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help Thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw all the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Amen. Y'all pray with me as we look at this scripture. I'll not keep you long, I promise you. Um, but I have a question as we look at this scripture. about Why don't we hear this anymore? Why can't we do this? Y'all pray with us as we get ready to bring just a few points about this scripture. Father, we come this evening and we thank you for allowing us to be in your house. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to stand and share with this that's on my heart, Father, what you've placed there. And Lord, I ask that you would uh, open our hearts and minds to be receptive to your word, God. I pray you'd help people to look past Scott, Lord, and see, hear the message that you've given us. And we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, I'm just going to say up front, man, my intention is not to come in here and, and lay heavy on everybody. Okay? It might get that way, but it's not on my fault. Okay? It's not, y'all talk, take it up with God. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Amen? Uh, but the question I have is, why don't we hear this stuff anymore? What's, what seems to be the problem? Uh, they said, it said up there that the disciples, they brought this young man to the disciples uh, to be healed and they could not. 
And, and so my question is why? why? What was the issue there? What was the problem with these disciples that we, they could not do this for this young man? Uh, first thing I want us to look at is this whole situation. Uh, these, uh, here's a, a man, uh, can I tell you this? This man had a severe need. His son had a devil. Uh, Matthew put it this way, and it's my dad's life verse. He said, he said pray for my son, he is a lunatic. Amen. Uh, this man came and he brought his son to the only place that he knew that could offer some help. He came looking for Jesus, Pastor, I believe in my heart. He came looking for Jesus, but Jesus wasn't there. If you go back a little bit further, back in the first part of this chapter, you'll see that Jesus, James and John and, and Peter were up on the mountaintop. And the, the transfiguration, he was transfigured and he spoke with Moses and uh, uh, Elijah and they were talking and, and they heard the voice from heaven that said, this is my beloved son, you know, hear him. And, and uh, uh, all these things, right, uh, uh, that happened up there on the mountain and, and they were up there on a high time, a high spot with the Lord uh, while the other nine disciples... We're down back in the city. Now, I don't know why the other nine didn't go. Uh, I looked at the other accounts in Scripture, and every one of them say Jesus took with him. So I'm thinking he selected those guys to go with him on the mountain. Nevertheless, the nine were there uh, with Jesus. They had walked with Jesus so far. And if you go back even to chapter 6, you'll find that Jesus commissioned all those disciples to go and to, to preach the gospel. And, and, and it says that they preached the gospel, uh, they cast out devils, and they healed the sick, and did all these great things, and come back rejoicing about the things that had done. This was not their first time ever being in this situation. Jesus had instructed them well. And so the man heard that Jesus and his disciples no doubt were in town, and he said, he can help my son. And so he goes to the one place, Brother Tim, that he knows that he can find help. He goes to find Jesus. And he gets there, and Jesus is not there. But you know, we got the next best thing. We got uh, his entourage. And they bring him to him and say, Hey, can you help me with my son? And the disciples, no doubt, sure, bring him over. You know, we've got a conference call it but we can work him in. And they brought him over. And they couldn't help him. Now, I don't know what happened after that, but we find when we take off reading here in verse 14 that they were arguing with the scribes. By the way, you ever been to church when a fight broke out? I thought I was going to one time. It didn't happen. The thoughts were kind of exciting. My kids were ready to go. Let's go, Daddy. Let's, we don't want to be late. We want to get a good seat. Amen. Something happened and they were fighting with the scribes. They were arguing with the scribes when Jesus come back into town. And so Jesus walked up to them and, and, and they said, uh, uh, what's going on? And finally, the, the man said, look, I brought my son to help. I brought my man. Listen, I brought my kid to your church to find some help. And your guys couldn't help him. Man, what's wrong with the disciples? What had happened? 
Something happened between Mark chapter 6 to Mark chapter 9. There was a disconnect somewhere. Amen? Something had happened. We don't know what it was. I can tell you one thing, though. I noticed these nine men were not with Jesus on the mountain. Now, that may not mean anything to some of y'all. But I believe we're going to have power of God. We've got to spend time with the Lord. Got to. I, look, maybe, maybe Jesus chose those three and, and left those nine for this purpose so that we can learn something. Uh, but the truth is they didn't go up on the mountain with Jesus. And that makes me think about how the church, historically, man, I, uh, you know, just a couple of generations ago, uh, uh, Brother Larry, that the church was a place where people had respect for and they knew that if there was a problem, they could go to the church and they could find some help. If I could just get them down to the church house, they could find some help. Listen, I know, listen, uh, my uncle, he's a drunk, but if I could ever get him to church and hear the gospel. Listen, my aunt, she, she doesn't live like she ought to, but if I could ever get her there, if I could bring my friends to the church house, and if, if they could ever hear the gospel preached, uh, I know that God would do something for them. There was something about the church house uh, that was special, and something about God's people that was special. They were, listen, men of God, when I was just a young man, uh, that, listen, I had so much respect for. I would never dishonor them. I wouldn't talk bad to them. I wouldn't talk rude or ugly to them. There were just something about these men of God and their families uh, that to me stood out. But something's happened over the past couple of decades. Over the past generation. What's happened? The church has seemed to have lost its power. The people of God have seemed to have lost their power. There's not men like that anymore. What's happened? Could it be perhaps that like... Those disciples, we failed to start to stop spending time with the Lord. We don't get up on the mountain with Him anymore. We don't experience that transfiguration where His glory comes down. And we hear the voice of God speaking. We, we look at the situation. It's terrible. And, that, and the man's in bad shape and he's seeking help. But let's look forward. Let's keep going. In verses 19, we start seeing the Savior and how He begins to interact here. And as, as you looked at it, you see uh, with Jesus, when He uh, began to speak in verse 19, look, He said, O faithless generation. O faithless generation. That little O, you always read it when someone is in a public lamenting or a weeping or they're grieved. And I can hear the Savior as He's grieved because of these disciples that He's put so much effort in and energy in that are lack of faith. Oh, can you feel the grief that He's got? And I'm wondering, as I read this, and I wondered, man, if he's grieved there over those nine disciples, how grieved is the Holy Spirit now in 2021 over his church that has no power, his people that have no power? I promise you, I'm not trying to get heavy on everybody. I want to encourage you tonight. Listen, because uh, we don't have to stay there. 
I'm just going to give you a little, little preview. We don't have to stay there. All right, so good news. Y'all hang with me. We'll get there. We're just not there yet. He says, oh, he's grieving. He's, he's got a disappointment about those. And he calls them faithless. Uh, let me, were the disciples not have faith? Well, of course they had faith, right? They believed in Christ. They walked with him. But where was their faith? What was their faith uh, in? I have to say, Pastor, I, sometimes I think we have more faith in, in our program. We have more faith in our rituals. Come on. I don't clam up on me. We got more, listen, we got more faith in, in the things that we're involved in, our works. And by the way, we should be involved in works, but it's not the works that gets people saved. It's not the works that bring people help. It's, it's the God that we serve. It's Christ who does the work. And these men, listen, I can see them now in my mind. I got a pretty vivid imagination. I can see them as they begin to bring them up there and, and uh, your typical uh, TV evangelistic style, you know, uh, foul demon, you know, be removed and, and nothing happens. Right? Why couldn't they help him? Oh, you're faithless. You're faithless people, generation. It's not the absence of faith, it's the, the, the inability to exercise that faith in Christ. Their faith was in their system. Just like today's church's faith is in their program, is in their dogmas, in their ritual. Um, we fail to draw strength from the giver of strength. Instead, we fill our lives with trinkets, right? Um, Christian rabbit foot, you know, a holy four-leaf clover, right? We, 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 uh, our church attendance often has become a, a surrogate for our private time with God. How much time do you spend with God this week? Let's say I was in church at 10, right? How much prayer time did you have? Well, I say the blessing for every meal, so two, three, four. All these talismans, these spiritual things that we hold up as a rabbit foot. My Bible. We, we hold that as a, as a lucky charm, if you will, uh, to say, look at me, I'm, I'm spiritual. I've uh, had people argue before over Bible versions and everything. And, and I have my choice. And if you want to talk about it later, we can. But... Can I just say, I don't care what version you got if you don't read it and heed it. It don't do you a bit of good. Carry my Bible with me. I like to keep it close to my heart where I can feel Jesus. Bless your heart. What happened then? He says that in Matthew, this version, this account, in Matthew, it says, it says it's your unbelief. What unbelief? Again, were the non-believers... I, believe, I think they were believers, but they were believing in the wrong thing. Uh, their belief might have been like that man's in verse 24 when he says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I know who you are and I know what you can do and I know what you've done. Uh, help me to believe more in you. And can I say, listen, uh, that's a prayer that we need to do. We need to learn that. Help me to, 
Grow my faith, Lord. Help me to trust you more. That man lost his faith somehow. And I, I believe it's because of the ineffectiveness of the disciples. And, and I, 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 it's no wonder that he cried out unto the Lord and said, Hey, if you can do anything. You hear that? Hey, I brought them to your preacher, man. I brought them to your disciples and they couldn't do anything. But if you can do something, let's be careful now. Because I don't want to judge this man harshly. Because we're all guilty. We do the same thing. Don't we? Surely I'm not the only one. Things don't go the way that I thought they ought to. And it's like, God, I thought you were on my side. The question is not, is God on my side? The question is, am I on His side? Amen? Listen, He helped my unbelief. Uh, I just want us to, to notice something here out of this. And, and this is, uh, maybe it's a, a rabbit. I'll try not to chase it too far. But you know, our, our ineffectiveness as a Christian hinders other people. These disciples, man, they couldn't help this guy. And it, and it, and it just totally... Blew his faith. I'm just saying. I wonder how many people that I've come in contact with. That my ineffectiveness with Christ has led them astray. I, I pray that it's not many. I'm afraid it's probably more than I want to know. Look here. Even as we, after we get to that, can I tell you though. All of this stuff, all of these things, we, we doubt God's abilities, we question God's motives, we wonder if He loves us like we've read in the Scriptures many times. We wonder if God can do the things that we've read about. We say stuff like, I know God can, but... Come on, have we? Anybody ever said that? Don't raise your hand. We do that. We're prone to do that. I know God can, but... Willie, that's the question, right, we have? We seem to remember something through all of this. Can I tell you, look, look at what happened. Jesus, Jesus spoke to the devil, right? The devil pitched a fit. I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And everybody thought the boy was dead. What did he do, though? Jesus reached down and took the little boy, took the boy, I say little boy, took the young man by the hand and lifted him up. Can I tell you tonight, listen, Christ still has the ability to lift us up. <laughs> no matter what kind of trouble we got into. No matter how many times I've failed Him. No matter how many times that I've disappointed Him. No matter how many times I've come to Him and said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He still has the ability to reach down and lift me up. He's never lost that. Never will lose that ability. Can I tell you, we serve a God who can. Amen? Listen, I'm so thankful through all of this. Uh, look, that, that Jesus didn't throw his disciples out. Said, all right, that's fine. You nine guys, I've had enough of y'all. Y'all just go. You don't have any faith. You just get out of here. You go, I'll choose nine more. But no, what did he do? He gave them a solution. Amen? Thank God for a solution. Amen? Aren't you glad for that? I can't tell you how many times I've heard pastors say in his, his sermons, hey, just exercise your first John 1, 9 privilege and come and confess it to God. He told these men, he said, look, uh, such comes by... There's two things he mentioned here. Praying and fasting. 
Now, I won't say much about praying. We've, we've had a, a intensive preaching on praying and teaching on praying, books read on praying. And, and Lord, if you don't know what praying is, uh, uh, I just don't think there's any help for you. But can I tell you, listen, uh, prayer is uh, uh, one of the greatest gifts that we've been given uh, for that God has given man, that we can call on the very God of heaven, the creator, the one who made us, the one who set everything in motion. And we've given the opportunity to call on him and knowing that he hears us when we pray. And we don't do it. We don't or we won't. One or the other. I don't think it's because we can't. But we don't. We don't utilize that. We've been commanded to pray. And I wrote this, 1 Timothy 2.8. Paul said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath, without doubting. We've been commanded to pray. We ought to pray. Amen. We sing a song, Sweet Hour of Prayer. And I used to wonder, is that collective or at, per time? Right? How many people do you know that prays for an hour? Just saying. But he talks about prayer and he talks about fasting. What is fasting? We're Baptists. We don't know what fasting is. Amen. We just talked about coming for homecoming and eating all you can eat and rolling home, right? Amen. Fasting. What is fasting? To, to sum it up, it's, it's simply the exchange of something physical in order to seek something spiritual. We think about it in food, in terms of food, and we, we might proclaim a, they would proclaim a fast. Nobody would eat uh, for X amount of days, and we would seek the Lord and, and try to find something. I remember uh, when, when churches used to uh, have to find a pastor. They would, they would, the men would come together, and they would, they would decide they would fast and pray for so many days uh, and, and seek somebody uh, for God to send the right man into their church. Where's that gone? Amen. Oh, me. Part of it, too. Look, what are you saying? I'm saying fasting. Uh, uh, fasting is one of the things that Jesus mentioned here. He mentioned praying. He mentioned fasting. Uh, why? In order to find that, uh, to harness and to be able to channel that spirit, that power with God. Why is it, man, that, that uh, uh, we sometimes we talk to people about the Lord and nothing happens? Perhaps we haven't prayed. We haven't spent enough time in the prayer closet. We haven't spent enough time fasting. We haven't asked God for what we need. We haven't given to Him our full attention. What are you saying, Scott? I'm saying, look, the disciples couldn't help this guy. They couldn't do anything for him. They tried. They tried to the point to where the, the scribes, the blame religious crowd, started arguing with them. You can't do that. Well, apparently not. They were arguing with them. Oftentimes, church is stagnant, has a hard time dealing with people, can't give them the things that they need, can't give them the, the love and the, the, the things that God wants for them. Hey, let me just stop right here and say, look, you know what? Um, this church don't have that problem that I know of. As an individual, can I tell you, sometimes we do. And if you've got that problem, let me just tell you what we can do. Solution. We need to pray. We need to seek God. 
Jesus talked about fasting over in the book of Matthew. I'll read this and we'll close it up. He says, moreover, when you fast. <laughs> I'm going to stop here. Jesus didn't say if you fast. Woo. Y'all don't throw nothing at me. But he said, when you fast. Th that means that his, his assumption is you're going to fast. When you fast, be not as the hypocrites. Sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to fast. Bless them, he's fasting. I don't know why he's so irritable today. He's fasting. I don't know. You just can't talk to him. Oh, he's fasting. Uh -huh. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, he's talking to his disciples now. Look, you, when you fast, personally, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that you don't appear to be fasting except unto your Father in secret. And your Father, which sees in secret, will open you, will reward you openly. Man. How do we get that? How do we go from, how do we go from nobody being saved in six months to seeing someone saved in every service? How do we get there? I'll just be honest with you, Pastor. I'd love to see someone saved every service. It don't matter to me, look, if they're, if they're, if they're knee-high or if they're, they're old. It doesn't matter. It don't, don't matter to me. Because you know why? Because the grace of God has appeared to all men. Amen? We all need salvation. How do we get there? How do we get from here to there? Jesus told his disciples two things we need to do. We need to pray. We need to fast. We need to pray and ask God. We come, and, come to him. By the way, he's the only one that can help us. And then fast. You know what? I'm serious about this, God. I'm going to give up this physical, temporal thing for something spiritual and eternal. Just so I want you to know how serious I am about this. I just wonder, when's the last time we've done that? And I'll tell you, I, the church ain't got, a, ain't got no problems that I know of. I agree with Pastor. I think this is, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an anomaly you know, not many churches out there that's been blessed like we have. I tell you one thing we could do better, though. Getting the lost people and bring them in and helping them find Christ, find salvation. Where, listen, whether they come here or whether we lead them to the Lord and they go somewhere else, that's fine. And just bring them to Jesus. Praying fast. Why can't we? Jesus said we could. Amen. Okay, well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for allowing us to be here. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for each one that's gathered, uh, Lord, here in this place. Lord, I'm so thankful, God, for our church. God, for each member, Lord, that we have. God, I don't, I don't know of a problem that we've got. I don't know of anybody that's, uh, Lord, angry with someone else. I don't know anybody that's having some issues. But Father, I do know this, Lord. We need to be able to lead people to you. God, we, we look historically in the past, and we've seen people come to you, and we've seen people be saved. And uh, God, we've seen your spirit move in people's lives and, and change them. Lord, I, I pray that you would help us, Lord, not be like those nine disciples that couldn't help when the help was needed. But Lord, let us be like those three, Lord, that heard the voice of God. 
that saw your glory. God, that witnessed the things that they witnessed, Father. Help us be able to be like those uh, in the book of Acts that turned the world upside down. God, help us to, uh, Lord, seek you, Lord, with our whole heart and with our whole life. To love you with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. God, I ask you to go with us now. Keep us in thy hand, Lord. Help us to always do thy will. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are, Lord, for what you're going to do in this place. For it's in Jesus' name I ask.